Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, Episode 5, recorded September 27th, 2015. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're going to ramble a little bit, you've been warned, about uh, about the summer movie season that, that, that we've just finished up. Summer is now officially over, and so are the movies that came with it. So uh, we've, we've both seen a lot of movies this summer. There were some we didn't see, um, and we've... We've already done some some videos and, and talked some about some of these other movies. We'll we'll touch briefly on that here, but um, we're going to talk more about some of the ones that that we've seen that we haven't done videos for, and uh, actually some that you know we didn't both see. I mean, yeah. here. Andrew here saw some that 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 I didn't. I saw some that he didn't. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about some of those. So uh, let's let's start with. Mad Max Fury Road. Now, I saw it on Blu-ray uh, a little bit more recently. Tim actually saw it in the theater. I did. Uh, did you see it? Was it 3D or was it like IMAX? It had like a... No, IMAX is a recent thing. Um, yeah, no, didn't didn't see it in IMAX. Um, I don't remember seeing it in 3D. I'm pretty sure it was 2D presentation. Um, but I didn't feel like that detracted from it at all. This was a really entertaining movie. Um, yeah. You know, Easily on on par with any previous installments in the franchise. In my own experience, I confess I actually haven't seen the Road Warrior, but I mean anything's better than Beyond Thunderdome, right? Pretty much. No, this this was uh, not real deep. Don't don't look for a whole lot of great philosophical meaning here. But there's there's a little bit. Uh, there's there's a, a sort of feminist bent to it. Yeah, um, with without it being a you know a a, a total you know, girl power movie. There, there are strong women characters, and they are taken just as seriously as as anybody else in the movie, and rightly so. Um, but I mean, mostly, let's let's be honest. This movie is just eye candy, and yeah. so so much eye candy. It's a it's an action movie with explosions and and a lot of practical effects. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed the world that it put us in. I mean, I mean not just post-apocalyptic Australia, which we've seen in three other movies, but um, I enjoyed the uh, just the, the general the, the the world in which that that was in there that does sort of mirror our worlds to an extent, um, but not mind you, ours is nowhere near this terrible. But um, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the cult aspect to it, the uh, like religious cult that runs everything. Um, Tim is right. There is a lot of feminist stuff being being put in there, which almost makes this the most probably the most subversive movie of the year. Um, in that you think it's going to be this like, you know, like you know, just this little action movie, but it turns out to have like some interesting ideas being said, or at least doing something that action movies don't do by actually having women characters that aren't, you know, wallpaper. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's surprisingly very little about the character of Max. Um, I was also surprised by how little gore there there was in this movie. There's, I I kind of was too. Um, I yeah, just you just know, for, for being what it was, I I was expecting a lot more of that. I I I didn't feel cheated that it wasn't there. I mean, it was it was definitely a violent movie. It was mm. just not explicit about it all the time. Yeah, um, and I and it's not like they were worried about a rating or something. So no. that's uh, so that's something I thought was interesting too. Um, I ended up liking the night scenes more, um, which were 
actually day for night photography, I, I believe, um, and and then adjusted. But the, yeah, uh, yeah, but those those felt like they had a a lot of atmosphere to them. It, that, that's what I mean. Just, like yeah. like I felt, felt so wise, different. Yeah, yeah, eye candy wise, it looked so cool. Um, and uh, like there were like I mean I'm not the kind of guy who does this, but I mean like I would if I would be tip. There's like a scene where they're like walking in a like where there's people walking in a swamp on stilts, and like I would totally take a picture of that from a desktop on my computer. Um, <laughs> it just looks so neat. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a very good movie. Um, it is uh, everyone. A lot of people should go see. They should see this movie, especially now that it's available. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously this is is not for the kids. I mean, this is this is Mad Max. This is not for the the youngest members of of the audience. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, for for people who have have seen the others, yeah, this this is a a worthy entry in the franchise. And if you haven't seen the others, it doesn't matter. Um, no, it really doesn't. The, uh, you, can, you can just kind of jump just, in. It doesn't matter. You can just jump into it. Um, and I think that's that's not a bad thing to do sometimes. Um, another thing, there was a number of R-rated comedies that came out this year. Um, one of which neither Tim and I saw, and then. Two ones that Tim and I each saw, but neither both saw. Um, <laughs> I saw Judd Apatow and Amy Schumer's Trainwreck. Um, uh, I'm a bit of a fan of Apatow movies. I mean, I like them. The, uh, the thing is, is that um, unlike Kevin Smith, he hasn't quite learned how to edit a movie down very well. Um, and I'm not saying Kevin Smith is the greatest editor ever. I just, like, he's better at it than Judd Apatow is. Yeah, but, he's, he's and, a little uh, more practiced at it. Yeah, and... Um, that's that being said um so this is this is definitely amy schumer's vehicle and apatow is the guy directing it so this actually feels like the tightest movie he's ever made i'm not gonna say it's his best movie but it's definitely the most tightest well-packaged film and um schumer is hilarious bill Hader is hilarious uh, a surprise breakout performance by lebron james uh, who i i am not really a fan of um not so much not, not like he's a bad athlete or I think anything like that mostly I just find cocky athletes really annoying uh, um, but no he's really and actually all the random sports cameos throughout the movie are very good um, there are other other cameos that happen that are also hilarious but um, I don't know I laughed a lot um, I think it's I think it has some interesting ideas about dating and actually and not being a bad person is another thing like how to there's a lot of things about it. it's not really I'm not gonna say it's a moral movie, but it definitely has uh, it definitely has some things to say about growing up, especially when especially in dating. Um, and I and I liked that. I thought that was really it, it kind of it almost mirrors Forty Year Old Virgin in that sense, but on on the flip side, yeah, because even even in his, his his raunchy comedy stuff, Apatow's you know sort of reflective. Yeah, and and Schumer does that as well in this. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I, it was really good. Um, if it's in a theater and you need a good chuckle, I'll, I'd recommend go seeing it. If not, you know, you can wait till the DVD comes out and have a good chuckle then. Okay. Um, I may check it out. Yeah. So I saw Spy and you didn't. Uh, I so... did not. Not that I didn't want to. I just didn't get around to it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Jude Law, Jason Statham, Rose Byrne. Uh, you know. Um, I, I had a lot of fun in this movie. It was it was certainly a, a raunchy comedy, but that wasn't really its its greatest strength. It was it was it was clever and and charming in a lot of ways. It was a you know a, a great parody of what has sort of become the the stereotypical yeah you know, action spy movie you know since uh, 
since since a little bit into the James Bond film franchise. So yeah. it, there's 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 a lot of a lot of nods to to that, and it's it's very well thought out and very very witty. Um, but there's there's a lot of silly slapstick too. So I I laughed a lot at this. Um, yeah, I. I'm glad that there there is this kind of movie. It's certainly not for everyone. I mean, there there are people who you know don't don't need to see you know raunchy R-rated comedies, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's even me. But I like this one. I I recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. Does it? Uh, how does it? Uh, unlike the rest of my ilk, um, how does it make you feel about uh, those people making the Ghostbusters movie? You know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally on the fence about that one right mm-hmm. now because I know there are some really talented and, and really funny people involved in that. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's the same director and it's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it is. Um, but, I mean, my, my apprehension about that doesn't really have anything to do with them specifically as it does about it being a, a reboot slash remake of, you know, an existing beloved thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's going to be true no matter what. I'm... Yeah, I'm not especially bothered by it being a principally female cast or or mm-hmm. anything like that. I I just I don't know that it's gonna work as well as it did back in the '80s. Just mm-hmm. because it's it's a retread. This has been done before. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my feeling about remakes in general. Does this really need to be done? So mm-hmm. not not hating on on the cast and, and crew of, of the new movie at all. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. They're not done making it. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go see it anyway. I'm, I'm reserving judgment until then. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing, too. Um, but, like, when I read a lot of people being like, ah, oh, it's these people who made Spy and Bridesmaid, and they won't get it right. And I'm like, do you remember what Ivan Reitman made before he made Ghostbusters? I mean, like, he made, he made Meatballs and Stripes. And I'm pretty sure if... Ghostbusters was an existing thing then, like, say, like, there was, like, I don't know, let's say, like, Abbott and Costello made a Ghostbusters movie of a similar ilk, that's, people would have said the same thing, so, um, I understand the, uh, the weirdness about that, and I get it, um, because I don't think you're wrong, but, uh, I think blaming the people involved with it is, like, you should wait until the movie's made. Right. Which um, is why I'm not blaming them. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so, I, I need to, because I like Bridesmaids, so I think, I'm not really worried about it, but, yeah, I should watch this to... Just so I can see what I'm going to go into a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. No, Melissa McCarthy is is definitely in her element in this movie. It's 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 very much her movie, and she carries it really, really well. Cool. So, um, speaking like of it. reboots and sequels and retreads uh, and remakes, the one, the one that we, we didn't, didn't see um, was the remake of Vacation. Vacation. Um, and uh, it's like, is it really? A, is it? A, it's sort of. It's a remake, reboot, it's a remake, reboot, because it's sequel. Because yeah. Chevy Chase is in it briefly, and Ed Helms is actually Rusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Rusty Griswold. Um, and... Chase and D'Angelo are in it, both yep. as his yep. parents. Um, I, I did not see this movie, so I'm not going to talk about it. I didn't either. Um, I mean, um, I, I don't remember hearing about anybody having seen this movie that actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, the, um, the, the AV Club um, probably... They gave probably the best review of it. They called it the cover band version of, of Vacation, which, which basically made me like, okay, I don't need to see this. Yep, uh, nope. <laughs> and I like the, the first Vacation movie, but the, the one thing about it that 
hurts it even years later is that it's got a crassness that I don't know. It doesn't have as much heart as it ought to have. I've always felt. Um, it's a uh, I don't know. That's my only like. I still like the movie. I laugh at it. Um, it's Harold Ramis, written by John Hughes. I mean, what's not to like about it? Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's that's another thing. I don't know. And I don't know. So maybe that's what kind of made me be like, I don't need to see this. Um, in in a lot of ways, Christmas Vacation has has the heart in it that the first one needed. Um, it does. And yeah. it's it's got its own problems. It also has its own problems, yes. But yeah, yeah. in in my mind, that's that's easily the the best of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I disagree. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, a yeah. couple of movies that we we actually both saw but haven't really discussed at length. Um, uh, let's see, we both saw Mr. Holmes, which mm-hmm. we we mentioned briefly in our Fantastic Four video. Um, yeah, about a an aged, retired Sherlock Holmes in the, the days after the Second World War. Uh, this was a, an interesting little story. There's there's certainly some mystery to it. You, you can't really do a story with Sherlock Holmes without having some mystery elements to it. But it's not course, really yeah. about that exactly. No. Um, it's sort of about... It's kind of about getting old. Um, it, and how, yeah. And how your mind messes with you. Um the uh, the thing I liked about this movie is uh, it's done by it's uh, Ian McKellen and Bill Condon, um, who who also who years ago directed this movie called Gods and Monsters, which was also based off a book but by a different author. Um, that was about James Whale, the director of Frankenstein, who had 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 a couple of strokes and had his own brain issues. So this movie feels goes with a lot of the same themes. Um, Ian McKellen plays an aged famous man who is having brain issues. He befriends a much younger male character, um, and Gods and Monsters is Brendan Fraser, and this it's a, a little boy. And he has a housekeeper who puts up with him, despite a lot of things. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and both films kind of deal with, with memory and your past and how that makes you and things like that. And um, However... That being said, they're not the same movie. Um, but they are remarkably similar. It would be an interesting double bill yeah. and not for the faint of butt. Not for the faint of butt, yeah. They're, they're it would be a lot movies. to sit through. It would be a lot to sit through. Um, I would say, like, I, I wouldn't even go as far to say that this movie, these, like, the Holmes and Gods and Monsters have as much in common as, say, Doc Hollywood and Cars. Like, I wouldn't even like go that far, but there, it's like a couple steps back. Um, but it's uh, that kind of a relationship. But it's that kind of relationship. Um, uh, either way, I mean, like uh, me telling you this is not to make the film seem bad in any way. I actually really liked it a lot. Um, yeah, so did uh, I. I. I am. I'm tempted to read the book, but I'm back in school now, so it's hard for me to read things for fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's Mr. Holmes. Uh, recommend it if you. Cool. If you have the opportunity, it's it's worth a watch. Um, mm. We uh, we also both saw the uh, the stop motion animated film Shaun the Sheep. Man. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> full length full length feature uh, about uh, a flock of sheep from uh, a farm in the country in England. Their sheep dog and their farmer. The farmer. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tim had been familiar with the with it before. Um, I had known it existed, but did not 
had not seen Shaun the Sheep before. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really funny. Um, enjoyable little kids movie. There is no dialogue really. Um, no, none, none at all. There, 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 there's some lyrics and and a couple of, of songs that that play as part of the soundtrack, but at no point do any of the characters actually speak, which has yep. been sort of the conceit of of Shaun the Sheep, you know, all all along. So they they did like three seasons of this this television program in the UK, uh, and it's it's available. Yeah, here in the states, you know, through your your usual outlets, um, you know, it's it you can can purchase it through you know, iTunes, Amazon. Yeah, Some of them have it for it on, free streaming. Yeah, yeah, we watched it on Prime. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 pretty fun. Um, you were saying that a a uh, a feature version of it is a little bit like harder for them because they're really good at a seven minute version of things. Yeah, they they really are. A, a given you know half hour slot episode of the show they'll they'll do you know three short little seven minute stories and you know they're they're really really tight really compact really focused and because and and it's it's not even because they're they're rapid paced because they're they're not necessarily but because they're they're short the audience has less time to maintain their their own balance so it's it's easier for them to knock you off it and and entertain you thereby so it's 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 more amusing because you're more easily kept off balance in in a shorter form i think um i didn't feel that hurt the movie at all i i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was a lot of fun was was really cute had a lot of heart um and yeah it's uh it's an interesting thing to to have no dialogue in a feature-length movie like this yeah that isn't um, a silent film yeah, it does, like, I don't know, I still think it works better than other movies I've seen that do this. Um, um, I don't know if it works as good as, like, say, The Triplets of Belleville, but the same people who made Triplets of Belleville made this movie called The Illusionist that wow. was supposed to be a Jacques Tati movie years ago, um, with, and he made movies that were basically devoid of dialogue, and that that movie was not as good um, <laughs> as with, with the thing. I think Sean the Sheep definitely excels more than that. But maybe not as much as Triplets of Belleville. Um, it uh, it's a lot easier for me to get through than most of the stretches of Wally. But Wally's problem isn't that it doesn't have any dialogues. Wally's problem is that it only has the same two words of dialogue for forty <laughs> minutes. Um, so that's <laughs> so like that's that's a different thing. But um, I don't know. I liked it. I also think the the fact that it doesn't have dialogue broadens it a little bit. Um, so that like yeah. just a, just about anybody can watch it and have a good time. It's 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 almost like it's it's inviting you to to be quiet and just sit back and enjoy the movie without you know running your mouth or you know just throwing things at you every few seconds. This 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 requires a bit a bit of a longer attention span. So that, hey, this is a this is not a bad litmus test for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So uh, I liked it. I think anyone should. I think anybody should watch. Sit down and watch that movie. Yeah, great movie um, for all ages. Now, a movie that is not great for all ages that I saw that Tim did not see is I saw Straight Outta Compton. Um, being a, a, a hip hop, well, music history, well, like popular music history is a hobby of mine, but hip hop history being something I've been focusing on lately. Um, but so I, I went in knowing this story fairly well, actually, um, and um, the. So I, I was interested to see how things were going to play out, and 
it's now okay. Earlier we talked about how Mad Max had these these this great feminist feeling to it. Yeah, straight out of Compton doesn't so much. Um, the uh, however, the thing is that's how those guys were back then. Um, so uh, it's sort of like it's something I'm a little conflicted about because on one hand these guys treat women really horribly, but that's how they treated women. So I can't like they're being true to the history of it. So the um, the performances are actually very good. Ice Cube's son plays him. Um, and he does a very good job, and he looks so much like his dad, it's, like, scary. Um, yeah, and, that is uh, a little eerie, isn't it? It's a little eerie. Uh, the, the music is really good. The music's done very well. Um, there are, there are some glaring gaps that they don't go over. Um, the, Dr. Dre somehow avoids not looking like a jerk for the most part in the movie, whereas everyone else does. Even Ice Cube, who was also involved with the thing, um, had his own son play him. He does some pretty, you know, jerk things. In the movie. Somehow, uh, Dr. Dre's rather infamous things that he did badly are not in the movie. Um, but, I don't know, maybe it'll be in an extended cut. Um, the film is well-directed, uh, has very good pacing. It's two and a half hours long, and I didn't get bored. Um, and that's saying something. I, it could have been a three-hour three movie, and I actually probably would have been okay with it. Um, a part of me wonders what it would have been like if it was like an HBO event film. Um, yeah. But that's not really saying anything. But I, I really enjoyed it. Um, for pop culture stuff, at least. Um, Paul Giamatti does a very good job of being their slimy manager. Um, but yeah, no, I had a, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed, well, maybe not a good time, but it was, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. You felt enriched? I felt enriched, yes. Even if I know things were glossed over and <laughs> flowered up. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, um... Me being more the the science fiction guy, I uh, I saw some science fiction movies this year, this Ooh. this last summer, that uh, that my colleague here did not. Um, mm-hmm. Starting with Brad Bird's Tomorrowland, which yeah, um, I I got excited about this movie from quite a while back when when they first said that this was a movie that they were doing, but that was about all they really said, and they were really really secretive about it. Pretty much right up until the release, and yeah, mm-hmm. even even the 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 first teaser and the first full trailer really didn't give a whole lot away. What is this movie about? What are they doing? And I loved the the mystery of that. I think there's far too little of that in the movies these days. So that being said, it was it was hard to not get my hopes up too high because of it. Um, and yeah, ultimately, I I think I. I managed to manage my expectations reasonably well, but this still was was not quite the the movie that I hoped it would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There there's some good ideas there, and a lot of the the emotional themes and ideas are you know really great and and important things about you know optimism and and hope and and what can we do working with each other and for each other. And there just have not been a lot of that kind of movie for quite a while. And I I think we need more movies like it. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, mad props to, to Mr. Bird for, for making this movie, for getting it made. I just, you know, wish it had been one of his, his better pieces. Yeah. Did you, you would probably say it's better than Haunted Mansion, but not as good as the first Pirates movie. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, he be, easily falls in between based those. off of Disneyland attraction wise. Yeah, yeah. This 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 does have some some ties to you know the the Tomorrowland section of of the original Disneyland park. There there's a there's a sort of a a vague jumping off point there. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um, I saw the single big sci-fi blockbuster of the summer, Jurassic World, that uh, that Andrew here did not. And I actually didn't see it because of what one of my friends said and then what Tim said. Yeah, you um, dodged the bullet here, buddy. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, this 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 has broken all kinds of box office records. It's it's not the all time. I think it's it's still behind what Titanic and Avatar. Yeah. Um. But honestly, I kind of wanted my money back a little bit after I oh, saw yeah. this movie. It was it was really really dumb. It was there was it was it was like so. So little thought went into it. I was I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of what made the the first Jurassic Park movie great was you know the the, the tension and and so much of the the less is more and and the suspense and it, it just had such atmosphere and they didn't really, in my opinion, manage to recapture any of that in this movie. They're mm-hmm. immediately dinosaurs that are immediately eating people. And it just sort of continues on like that for two hours. So eight-year-old me probably would have thought this was an awesome movie. Eight-year-old me probably could have also written it. Oh, shoot, snap! Um. So, it, it, yeah, dis- disappointing. There's, there's, there's some good talent involved in this movie. Uh, you know, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in this movie. So yeah, there, there's some interesting people on screen. But their characters are just not interesting. I, yeah. I never felt engaged. I never really cared what was happening to any of these people. It was, yeah, it, it just threw all of the, the excitement at you right from the start, and it got boring because it never did anything different. The, the pace never changed. There, there was no real switch up. It just yeah. did one thing and kept doing it for the whole two hours, basically. So I I was I was disappointed. Part of me kind of wonders a little bit if that was actually sort of a, a meta commentary that they they did in the movie where you know people are like oh yeah there's this park where there are dinosaurs and everybody's going oh ho hum it's another theme park but they're going anyway and yeah I I wonder if that was maybe somebody thought that was you know that the, the movie itself is a metaphor for that. But I well, think that's maybe it. giving them a little too much credit. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, yeah well, you know. <laughs> and uh, see, so you also saw you saw Terminator. As yeah, well, didn't I, you? I saw the new new Terminator movie, um, which got a PG thirteen, which you know some people were, were skeptical about. It actually, um, having not too long ago rewatched uh, Terminator two, yeah, you know, I got to thinking yeah, a lot of what they did in this R rated movie. In the early '90s, you can get away with in a PG-13 today. Mm-hmm. The, the the tipping point mostly was the language. Yeah, I would say I don't remember it being like. I mean, I don't remember the violence being particularly terrible now, but I mean, yeah, just be some, because I'm some, more... some of it was. But I mean, you, this this was a, a fairly hard PG-13 as as that went. Um, it was not a great movie. I'm not even sure that it was a good one. <laughs> but the the thing that surprised me, I I went into this movie expecting it to be you know just totally thoughtless and and you know brain dead. 
they they actually gave some thought to it. This is is sort of a a reinvigoration of the franchise. They're they're planning more movies. That's that's a thing they're doing, and they they set it up in such a way that it it fits with the rest of the franchise. It's like, okay, that that all makes canonical sense. They they spent some time thinking about it, so yeah. that was a, a welcome surprise. That's I don't know that I would recommend spending money on it. You know, if, if, if you happen to come across it on cable a year from now or something, yeah, maybe. If there's nothing better on, sure. Cool. Uh, real quick, um, Tim saw sci-fi movies. I saw horror films. He didn't see. Um, <laughs> I saw I saw the Poltergeist remake, which was uh, really not that bad. Um, it's a pretty fair update of the story, but that's pretty much all it is. It's just sort of like we're gonna take the story and just update it, and, and that's what they did. It's just to- like totally updated. Um, they did things that I thought were that were interesting um in you know with the update um the thing i think they did wrong was showing us where the girl is, is at one point she show they show us the other world and i i don't think it worked very well um but it was okay um it wasn't the worst thing i'd ever seen movie didn't need to be remade but i've seen worse movies and i'll see worse movies um uh, i saw the visit too a couple weeks ago um and it's not bad either um, major twist um, of the movie it's a Shyamalan movie you know the big twist is that it actually isn't bad um, and uh, I don't know it's not it's, uh, I don't know I had a good time it has an interesting sibling dynamic that I think is I mean it's a it's a horror film starring children um, which doesn't really happen as much anymore so that's kind of interesting yeah uh, and I, I, I kind of want to see this one so we, we may go a little more in depth on that later it's that's yeah. only recently come out so yeah it's like literally the end of summer yeah uh, yeah thing. Um, so what would our must-see movies that we would say are the must-see or the best movies we saw this summer were? Well, uh, with, with the caveat that neither of us saw Mission Impossible yeah. or uh, or The Man Sorry. from U.N.C.L.E., I, both of which actually I thought looked like a lot of fun, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of still want to see. Um, yeah, I would say Avengers is is the first yeah. must-see. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the must-see movie this year, yeah. Yeah, of, of the summer season anyway for... Uh, a little bit on average older audience, I would say Mad Max. Yep, definitely. Yeah, um, I would say it's a better movie than than Ultron. But uh, yeah, I would too. But I mean, the the R rating, you know, let's 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 be honest, is is yeah. deserved, and it's it's there for a reason. This is not mm-hmm. for the, the younger audience members. No, it isn't. Um, it's definitely. A, I'd say it's a fifteen plus kind of movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, as for me, um, I, although I really liked Fury Road, um, I Strata Compton may have been the best movie I saw this summer. May have been. I'm not 100% on that. But you have to be really prepared uh, <laughs> to, to go see that. Um, so that, that's another one. That That's probably more 17 plus. Um, okay, yeah. that, makes it, that makes it an NC-17. So we're going to say 16 plus. Because yeah. um, it's yeah. not quite at that level. Um, but yeah. Okay. Oh, and if, I guess if you want to have fun, go, watch Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, I mean, Ant-Man, Ant-Man may, may have been the, the most fun I had this yeah. this movie season. Yeah, yeah. apart from maybe Mad Max. Those those, yeah. those two are in the running with each other. Yeah, um, they're different kinds of fun. Yeah, and if you're, if you're taking the kids, go see Shaun the Sheep. Yeah. So. Take All your right. grandparents, go see Mr. Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Or the kids. That one's okay for the kids, too. All right. So that's summer 2015. We've got uh, awards bait season will be on us before we know it. Oh, God. Before the actual awards season. Mm-hmm. Um, there should, 
be a few interesting movies even before then. There will be some some holiday blockbuster-type yeah. movies as well. Uh, we've got the final installment of The Hunger Games coming up later this year, uh, The Martian opening in less than a week. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you read movie the book? By Ridley Scott. I read the book. I loved the book, right. so I'm, I'm looking forward to see you know, how, how the, the movie turns out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to see the movie. Um, I haven't read the book yet because enough people read the book. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I highly recommend the book. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, it goes into a lot of technical detail without being really inaccessible. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not like, you know, third order calculus in, awesome. in the book, but you know, just in, in broad terms, it's like, well, okay, here's, here's, here's this. And, you know, in a in a nutshell, how this works, you know, with, without you know balancing, you know, chemistry equations and that kind of thing, necessarily. Cool. All so, right. Yeah. Um, so we'll, I think that about we'll probably, we'll probably talk about that together in the future. So. Yeah, yeah. In the in the not too distant future, there there's yep. some movies. Um, also, a walk in the woods that I mm-hmm. I have not read the book. Neither have I. Uh, I. I have reservations about seeing the movie without having read the book. On, on yeah. that one, old men know. being old in the woods. Yeah, yeah. The by, movie. By by all accounts, the book is hilarious. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I, I think the movie might be good too. I I just don't know. I I might feel particularly weird about this one without having read the book first. Yeah, and, and Robert Redford hasn't really been funny since Sundance. Um, yeah, that's that's mostly true. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that he can't. He just That doesn't mean that he can't. He just hasn't. really hasn't been funny since then, so. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. That's yeah. that's that's true. Ah, but, whatever. Yeah. So. All right. Well, there are more movies coming and uh we're going to see them and then we'll talk about them. All right. So, thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time. Bye.